All right, the book of Psalms tonight, Psalms chapter number 86, Psalms chapter number 86, and uh, we will look forward to what God has for us this evening, and uh, we're going to jump right into the message tonight. I'm going to read all 17 verses of Psalms chapter number 86, and tonight I have eight statements I'm going to make about Psalms chapter 86. That's why I want to jump right into the message tonight, and um, <clears throat> I heard the big sigh when I said I have eight points tonight, but we'll move quickly. I will let you out before dark. Psalms chapter number 86, uh, follow with me, verse number one. Bow down thine ear, O Lord, hear me, for I am poor and needy. Preserve my soul, for I am holy. O thou my God, save thy servant that trusteth in thee. Be merciful unto me, O Lord, for I cry unto thee daily. Rejoice the soul of thy servant, for unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. Give ear, O Lord, unto my prayer and attend to the voice of my supplications. In the day of my trouble I will call upon thee, for thou wilt answer me. Among the gods there is none like unto thee, O Lord, neither are there any works like unto thy works. All nations whom thou hast made shall come and worship before thee, O Lord, and shall glorify thy name. For thou art great, and doest wondrous things, thou art God alone. Teach me thy way, O Lord, I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. I will bless thee, O Lord, my God, with all of my heart, and I will glorify thy name forevermore. For great is thy mercy toward me, and thou hast delivered my soul from the lowest hell. O God, the proud are risen against me, and the assemblies of violent men have sought after my soul, and have not set thee before them. But thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering, and plenteous in mercy and truth. O turn unto me, and have mercy upon me. Give thy strength unto thy servant, and save the son of thine handmaid. Show me a token for good, that they which hate me may see it, and be ashamed, because thou, Lord, hast hope in me, and comforted me." Verse number one, again, bow down thine ear. Notice these next four words. O Lord, hear me. Tonight, that's the title of the message, and I want to be very practical. And so it seems a little bit more like a Bible study tonight, but I want, I want to speak this, this evening on that subject. O Lord, hear me. Father, I pray that your word would be real to us this evening. Uh, may we write these things in our heart uh, so that we can depend on them today. Uh, but certainly depend on them also in the future. May we be reminded tonight of your goodness, your graciousness, your love for us, and your care for us. And Father, what an amazing thing to know that we can call on you in our darkest hour. We can call on you uh, in our weakest moment and know that you care and that you hear. And Father, I pray that you would just help us this evening, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, some wonderful things in this chapter, and we'll look at many of them tonight. But as I see verse number one, of course, this is David uh, writing. And uh, he, in the midst of verse number one, he says, O Lord, hear me. If you haven't been there, and I'm certain all of us have, you will be there in a day when you, you want to know that God hears you. You want to know that when you call out to God, he's going to hear you. And friend, if there's anybody that... Uh, we, we want to know that we want to depend on it as him. I, I like it when a friend comes to my aid. I like it when there's a sympathetic ear that I can, that I can talk to. But there comes times in our life when we got to know that we can get a hold of God. 
that God hears us. And it's not necessarily about the words we say or how we say it, but it's the fact that we have a relationship with God that we can call out to Him and He hears us. David certainly knew what it was like to fellowship with God. David certainly, as we know, had his highs and his lows in his lifetime. But there's one thing that is true about David in his successes and in his failures, he always called out to God. He would get a hold, he would call out to his God. He knew where he could go for help. And so I want us to see several things this evening. And as I mentioned, there's eight of them I'm going to mention to you tonight in these 17 verses. As we consider this thought of, oh, Lord, hear me. And by the way, when you're in trouble, know that you have a God that you can call on. It's good motivation to stay in good fellowship with God because circumstances can change in an instance when you've got to get a hold of God right away. You've got to get a hold of God in that moment. You have to know that he hears you. Now, let's look at this chapter this evening. I want to say, uh, number one, as we consider, oh, Lord, hear me, and we look at this chapter, and we look at this psalm or this prayer of David as he uh, writes these things, I want us to, first of all, notice, number one, David's confession. In verse number one, the last phrase of verse number one, he writes, for I am poor and needy. David was willing and able to confess his condition. I think there's many times we don't get what we could get from God because we're not willing to confess or admit what we really are. Uh, there are some Christians who don't get help from God because they never need help from God. And certainly we know that's not true, but we sometimes act that way that I'm self-sufficient, I can take care of it, I can figure it out, I, I can solve this problem, I can tough it out. But David was willing to confess, I am poor and needy. Aren't you thankful that when you're poor and needy, you have a God who is rich and able? And he is what we need, and he was willing to confess. Friend, if you have a, if you have a problem tonight, you have a need, be willing to confess exactly what condition you're in. Well, it's, there's no shame in admitting what we really are. And if there's anybody we can admit it to, it is God. He is willing to confess, I am poor and needy. Don't let pride keep you from getting God's help. Don't let pride keep you from uh, getting God's attention. Number two, I want us to notice verse number three. Let me say number, number no, let me give you number two, and then, I, then I'll read verse number three. Number two is David's cry to God. Verse number three, be merciful unto me, O Lord, for I cry unto thee daily. Notice that first phrase, be merciful unto me, O Lord. David's already confessed that he's poor and needy. Uh, David was flesh and blood just like we are. David had failures, David had weaknesses, and he cries unto God, be merciful unto me. In the sight of God, in the presence of God, we all need mercy. We all need his merciful mercy. He cries, be merciful unto me, O Lord, for I cry unto thee daily. He comes back, and he comes back, and he comes back. David was not self-sufficient. And by the way, if David wasn't self-sufficient, neither are you, neither am I. Every day, we need God to be merciful to us. Every day. You say, boy, I've had a great day in the Lord. I, am, I mean, I was right on top of everything today, and, and God and I were in sweet, close fellowship. You know, what, you know those kind of days I'm talking about when just everything is just wonderful? We still fail Him, but then the next day, and we do the exact opposite of what we did the day before. We need God's mercy on a daily basis. Don't be afraid to call out to God and say, God, be merciful unto me. I, I'm, I, I am willing and glad to stand here tonight and testify that I need God's mercy. I need God's mercy on a daily basis. 
I need him to be merciful unto me. And this is David's cry to God as he considers, O Lord, hear me because of his condition, because of who he was, because of what he is. And friend, you and I need to just get to the place where we cry out to God and we know that God's going to hear us. He says, be merciful unto me, O Lord. Then number three, I want us to notice David's recognition. His recognition begins in verse number five. For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. Give ear, O Lord, unto my prayer and attend to the voice of my supplications. In the day of my trouble, I will call upon thee for thou wilt Answer me. What was it that David recognized? David recognized God's willingness to forgive, God's willingness to help, God's willingness to acknowledge. Think about the the, the God that we serve, the God who created all things, the the God of holiness, the God of righteousness, the God who's omnipotent, the God who's omnipresent, the the, the God who who is, is above all things. That is the God that is quick to answer you and I. That is the God that we can call on. Look at verse number 5. Let's look a little bit more closely. We've read it a few times tonight. He said, for thou, Lord, art good. That's just a good statement right there. And ready to forgive. Don't raise your hand, but how many of you have failed God? We all have. How many have come up short? We all have. Aren't you thankful that we have a God who's ready to forgive? Oh, that's my plea with those who are away from the Lord and out of fellowship with God. Just call out to Him. He's ready. He's willing to forgive. Boy, why would we not take advantage of a forgiving God, a merciful God? We write some plenteous and mercy to all them that call upon Thee. Boy, it's so, so necessary for you and I to be in the habit of calling on God. Calling on God. Calling on God. Oh, when I'm in trouble, call on God. Oh, I need help, call on God. He's plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon him. Then verse 7, I love this. This is a good verse for you to mark, good verse for you to remember, good verse for you to, to put into practice. In the day of my trouble, I will call upon thee, for thou wilt answer. You ever had a day of trouble? Of course you have. I, I hate, I'm not trying to discourage you tonight, but there's another day of trouble around the corner. There's, there's days of trouble. We live in a troubled world. What do I do in my day of trouble? Well, we ought to be in the, make sure we're in the day of, in the habit of calling upon thee. And this is Lewis' recognition, for thou wilt answer me. For thou wilt answer me. What a privilege we have and calling on God, and knowing that He hears, knowing that He cares, why would we not, as God's children, call on Him when we're in trouble? Why would we not? You know, this is, we've all done this. I'm just going to, I know I've done it, which means I know you've done it. We get ourselves in a situation, or we need an answer, and we try, we go through our mind, and we try and say, okay, if I do this, then this will work out, or if I can do this, so we try and solve this, and then we say, well, I can't figure it out, I guess I'll just go to God. We ought to go to God first. We've got to call on Him. And friend, we're all going to be in a situation at some point in our life, God is going to allow us to walk through a valley. 
He's going to allow us to face some trouble. The enemies of God are going to uh, oppress God's people, as, as David writes about. And David had to just say, God, be merciful unto me. And he called on him in his day of trouble, for thou wilt answer me. Well, we're all going to have trouble. The book of Ecclesiastes reminds us of that. But everybody has trouble. Life brings difficulty. But I'm thankful as a child of God, I can call on God, and he'll answer me. I can call on him, and he'll be there for me. This is David's recognition. We move right along this evening, and I want you to notice verse number 11, and we see number 4, David's request. Notice the first part of verse number 11. This is helpful to me. I trust that it will be to you. He says, teach me thy way, O Lord. Teach me thy way. You know, I'm, I'm afraid that's a prayer that Christians don't pray enough. Teach me thy way. Um, be careful trying to learn the ways of this world. I want to know God's way. Well, how should I respond? Te- Lord, teach me thy way. Sometimes we think we know how to respond, but I want God to teach me that, his way. How does he teach me his way? Through his word, of course. As David is in a day of trouble, as David is facing the enemy, as David is, is seeking help from God, he says, I need your mercy. I, I, need, I, I need to know that you answer me. I'm in my day of trouble. I'll call upon you. In the midst of that, he doesn't just say, remove everything. And we'll see more of this in just a moment. He doesn't just say, change my circumstances. But in the midst of this, David says, teach me thy way. And friend, God allows us, and we know this, allows us to experience things so he can teach us. He can teach us his way. Wouldn't it be a wonderful thing if we had a desire to know this book? In a way, we, we approach the day and say, Lord, teach me your way. And we as Christians, you hear me say it often, we need to stop being loophole Christians. We study the Bible just enough so that we can find what we think is a loophole. Well, I can do what I want to do. We ought to look at the Word of God saying, God, teach me thy way. I want to please you. This is his request. In the midst of this is to teach, for God to teach him that way. I just happen to believe that God, that's a prayer that God will answer. And by the way, it doesn't matter how long you've been saved, how much, long, many times you've been in church, you still need, there's still some things God needs to teach you. There's still some things God needs to teach me. I want him to teach me his way. Number five, you still with me tonight? See how quick I'm moving through this? Aren't you proud of me? Hopefully I won't get bogged down. This number five was David's commitment while in trouble. We see his commitment while he's in trouble. Look at verse number 11. Teach me thy way, O Lord. I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. I, verse 12, I will praise thee, O Lord my God, with all my heart. And I will glorify thy name forevermore. Please don't miss this as we see his commitment while he's in trouble. He does not say, God, when you answer me, or if you answer me, this is what I'm going to do. In the midst of all of his requests, David makes some statements here. Do you see them in your Bible? He says, I will walk in thy truth. You know, God's people just need to make up their mind that they're going to walk in his truth no matter what the circumstances. Well, life's good. It's easy to be a Christian. Walk in the truth. 
But it's always good to be a Christian. It may not always be easy to deal with things, certain things in life, but we ought to always be willing to walk in thy truth. If it's popular, if it's not popular, if it's easy, if it's hard, I will walk in thy truth. Well, if God answers my prayer, then I'll do this. We ought to follow the lead of David. He says, I will walk in thy truth. Boy, that ought to be the commitment of everybody in here from all the way to my right, all the way over to my left, everybody in between to say, no matter what takes place in my life, I'm determined to walk in thy truth. He says, verse 12, I will praise thee. Has God been good to you? Sometimes God is just extra good, isn't he? I mean, I can think back in several times in my life, and in recent days even, I've had to just say, you know, I need to, I need to get by myself, and I just need to praise God. Say, Pastor, you have to get by yourself? Oh, if you saw the kind of praising that I was going to do, you'd understand why? Because God's just been extra good. It's like, I just got to praise God. I just got to give praise to Him. But can you do that when things aren't going well? Can you do that when circumstances are dire? Has God been good to you? Certainly He has. He's been good to all of us. But there's difficulty, there's trials, there's circumstances in our life we don't like, we don't understand. And there's situations that we, we are desperately trying to get out of, and we're praying, God, deliver me. But in the midst of that, we ought to be willing to praise God. Say, Pastor, I don't know what to do. Praise God. Even in these circumstances, in every circumstance. Now, this is Christianity that's a lot harder to live than it is to preach and say amen to. No matter what takes place, we can praise God. That's what he says. I will praise thee, O Lord, with all my heart. It wasn't just, oh, praise God. Oh, with everything that was in him. And I will glorify thy name forevermore. This was David's commitment while in trouble. May you and I be willing to make that same commitment. When we're in those situations where we say, oh, Lord, hear me. Oh, Lord, I need you to answer me. I need, I'm calling upon your mercy. I'm calling upon your forgiveness. I'm calling upon your strength. I'm calling upon all those things. And David, in the midst of that, makes a commitment. <clears throat> we all need to be reminded that God is worthy of our complete commitment no matter what takes place in our life. He's worthy of it. He deserves it. And he ought to have the honor that is offered. Number six, I want us to notice David's declaration I like this verse, verse 15. But thou, O Lord. Well, it's good that we see the contrast here. Let's go back to verse number 14. O God, the proud are risen against me, and the assemblies of violent men have sought after my soul and have not set thee before them. David knew what it was like to have enemies. David knew what it was like to have some try to destroy him. Notice what he says, the assemblies of violent men have sought after my soul. They have assembled together, and every word in the Bible is their own purpose. David says they're violent men. If you, if you think just for a moment of the life of David, what we know about the life of David, you think back through the scripture and what we know of David, there was always somebody trying to kill David. There was always somebody after him. So he mentions them, they're right, they are risen against me. Now notice the contrast, verse 15, but thou, O Lord. 
or to God full of compassion. Have we done anything to deserve God's judgment? Have we done anything to deserve his wrath? All of us have sinned against him. All of us have lied to him. All of us have come up short. But yet he says, But thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering, and plenteous in mercy and truth. Let's take just for a moment and look at each of those words. You're a God full of compassion. Aren't you glad God's a compassionate God? He had compassion on this world and he sent his son to pay for the sins of this world. Even after our salvation, how many times have we disappointed God? How many times have we come up short, but yet he's compassionate? I mean, perhaps nothing illustrates the compassion of God like the very people who spit in the face of Jesus and nailed his hands to that cross with the very people he was dying for. Much of this world would curse the name of God, but yet God is willing to save all who believe. He's compassionate. Maybe you face some things in your life. Maybe you're there now where you wonder if there's anybody who cares. I promise you there is. Probably more than you think. Let's just suppose, for illustration's sake, and this is certainly for illustration's sake, that no other man cared about your situation. Perhaps you might find yourself in that situation because no other man can understand your situation. But I promise you there's a God who's full of compassion. Who cares? He's gracious. Why? We don't talk enough about the long-suffering of God. Aren't you glad God doesn't have a temper? He's long-suffering. Now, make no mistake about it. God will judge. And God will pour out his wrath. But he's long-suffering. Say, well, how do you know he's long-suffering? Look around this room. He puts up with all of us. He is a long-suffering God. And plenteous in mercy and truth. This is, when it all gets down to it, David starts... In verse number 1, he says, O Lord, hear me. He confesses, I am poor and needy. David was in a difficult circumstance. He needed God. He's in a situation where he could not help himself. Can you, rec you recognize that? You ever been there? You'll be there. As we progress through this chapter, we get to verse number 15, and David says, well, I just have to declare some things. He begins to testify of the goodness of God in verse 15. He's full of compassion, gracious, long-suffering, plenteous in mercy and truth. And then we see number seven. We see David's need. What does David need? And friend, allow this to help you this evening as we consider these things. Verse number 16, O turn unto me and have mercy upon me. Notice this next phrase. Give thy strength... Under thy servant. Please, please do not miss how important this is. Please do not miss how significant this is. Friend, I mentioned it very quickly uh, this morning, either in Sunday school or in the morning service, of how uh, every one of us has a, no matter how wise we are, have a limited amount of wisdom. 
eventually we use all the wisdom we have and it's all we have. But also, likewise, everybody in here has a limited amount of strength. Physical strength, we have a limited amount. But let's talk about spiritual strength. There are things that will zap you, for lack of a better word, of the strength that you have, the, the, the emotional fortitude that you have, the, the willingness in your soul, if you will, and we lose our strength to carry on. And make no mistake about it, when you go into great spiritual battle or you deal with things that deal with your soul and your spirit and things of this life that tax you in that regard, it takes your physical strength from you as well. And David, in the midst of his own condition, in the midst of the enemies he faces, he did not ask for his strength or even his ability to be restored. He says, God, I've got to have your strength. Give thy strength unto thy servant. I think that would be a good prayer for you and I to, to be in the habit of praying. God, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. That's not a time to quit just because you don't know how you're going to get through it. God, give me your strength. You know what helps when you're walking in his ways? To ask for his strength. We, 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 we disregard and we, and, we, and we don't give enough, give enough um, importance many times to the, the fact that we should just be obeying God. It, how can you ask for his strength if you're not following in his way? Now, God is long-suffering, and he's merciful to us, but he says, Give thy strength unto thy servant. Boy, I want the strength of God. I want his strength. The number eight. See how fast we got to number eight? Are y'all proud? Okay. Y'all are dead tonight. That's what y'all are. Y'all want to see babies again, don't you? You just want to see them up here. Number eight, David's desire. Verse 17, show me a token for good that they which hate me may see it and be ashamed because thou, Lord, hast holpen me. That word hopen is another word for helped me and comforted me. Well, it's a pretty transparent prayer of David and David's prayers are very transparent. He says, God, would you show me a token for good? Would you deliver me? Would you bless me? Because in doing so, those that hate me will, may see it and be ashamed. Be ashamed of the position they've taken. Be ashamed of trying to destroy him. Yes, David wanted deliverance. And I don't think there's anything wrong with God, wanting God to deliver us out of our situation. I think all of us have prayed some sort of prayer of deliverance in our life. I don't think there's anything wrong when God's people face the enemies of God to pray, Lord, deliver us. But there was more to it, in my opinion, than that, that is, that is summed up in verse number 17. He says, if they see the blessing that you place upon me, it'll bring shame to them. Because thou, Lord, hast hoped or helped me and comforted me. What David was saying was, yes, it will deliver me. I want you to do a, a, deliver me. I want you to bless me. 
But what's going to do is it's going to bring honor and glory to you. Because David, as we've already seen, he begins this verse not talking about all of his abilities, not talking about all of his victories. He starts this verse with a plea, O Lord, hear me. I don't know if you've ever prayed that prayer. God, I got, I, you've got to hear me. God, you've got to answer me. God, you've, you've, got, you've, got, you've, you've got to listen to me. If you've prayed that prayer or something similar to that, you know exactly what I'm talking about. He acknowledges I'm poor and needy. I can't solve this problem myself. There are those who have risen up against me, and his desire ultimately was for God to get the glory. You know, I want God's blessing on our church because I know it's going to affect a lot of people. But there's a lot of enemies of God in our nation today, sadly. There are a lot who will rise up against the things of God. You know, I, this, quite honest, this is a, one of the prayers that I pray, God bless us, so that everybody will know that God is alive and well at the Emmanuel Baptist Church. I'm okay with people scratching their head and saying, the only way that that is going on down there is because God's doing it. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with standing and when the dust finally clears and I get to the end of my life and being like, the only explanation is what, for what happened through his life is God did it. I'm okay with that. And friend, would it be a wonderful thing we get ourselves in difficulty to say, Lord, I've got to have you. Lord, hear me. I can't solve this problem, but if you will show your mercy and your goodness and your long-suffering and your forgiveness and and, and, and all of these things, I promise you, I'm going to walk in truth, and I'm going to praise your name. But if you would, show me a token for good. Those who've risen up, and they've risen up against David because David's standing with God. They rise up. Those that rise up would be ashamed. What is he saying? It's similar to when those apostles, those disciples were were imprisoned and it was stated, well, don't push too hard, I'm paraphrasing, because if God's in it, there's nothing you can do about it. It'll be evident, it'll be obvious. Friend, the best thing, the best answer to a world that hates God is God's blessing. That's the best answer. Oh, may we desire to, and I think, Everything is ordered because God orders, is it orderly God? David doesn't ask for this first. David asked for it last. Because I believe David had, was humble when he prayed this prayer. I believe David was sincere and David was acknowledging God's goodness and acknowledging his walk and acknowledging what he was going to do. He declares God's goodness and realizes, I need your strength. Oh, and by the way, God, if you'll bless, the enemies will see and they'll realize that it is God who has helped. It is God who has comforted. You know, that's not a bad place for you and I to be. Needing God to intercede in our life, needing God to intercede in our home, needing God to intercede in, in our church and in our ministry, well, certainly 
We need God. Friend, several things tonight. Again, a very practical outline of a chapter. We're all going to be there. We've been there before. We're all going to be there again. We say, Lord, Lord, help me. Why don't we determine some things? And well, I gave you a pretty good outline, a pretty good prayer to follow. Uh, it begins with our humility, acknowledging who God is. Maybe tonight you would say, you know, Lord, I really need you to hear me. Maybe you're dealing with something tonight that you're struggling with. We want you to call out to God. What an amazing thought that God hears us. You say, well, Pastor, I, I, I feel, feel bad. And it's, it's, it's our flesh and it's the devil telling us, well, you failed him so many times. How many times are you going to go back to him? Oh, just go back one more. And if you, if you stumble again, go back to him again. He's quick to forgive. He's long-suffering. And hopefully, as we determine to walk in his ways, our failures are fewer and fewer, but I'm thankful that I have a God who's long-suffering. I have a God who's forgiving. Father, I pray that you would use your word tonight. 